Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL. Now, if you've ever walked into a patient's room and been asked to come back later because they have family and friends that they are visiting with, you probably have a sense of what this journal article that we're going to be discussing is about. Why did that patient want to visit with their family and friends versus engaging in your quote, meaningful ADL occupations. Because in that moment, connection was more important to them than independence. And this all leads us down the train of thought of maybe the way we're thinking about what occupations are meaningful to patients is completely wrong or a little lacking. And that is what this journal article this week is going to be discussing. This will be our first journal article that comes to us from an occupational therapy journal and is the first one that directly addresses OT theory. So this is an article that should hit home for all of us as occupational therapy practitioners and I'm excited to discuss it with you today. The journal article we will be looking at is called Belonging, Occupation, and Human Well-Being, an Exploration. It comes to us from the Canadian Journal of Occupational Therapy. The author of the article is Karen Wally Hamill. She is an occupational therapist, and I definitely hope I am saying her name correctly. The article was published in 2014, and this journal article is ranked 30th on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related journal articles. In this article, the author argues that the way we currently conceive of occupations as being divided into three main purposes or categories of ADL, work and play, misses out on one of the biggest motivators of human activity, which the author describes as belonging. And belonging is where connecting with others through reciprocal care is at the heart of what we do. The article does not hold back on sharing critiques of our current understanding of occupation. The language is, I want to say colorful, pretty fun to read. Here are some of the words that you will find in this article to explain our current understanding of occupation. Simplistic, value-laden, decontextualized, insufficiently descriptive of subjective experience, flimsy, and fuzzy. The author argues that our current triad that ADL work and play puts too much emphasis on doing and independence and that this feeds into a cultural script that simply is not representative of how people and our world actually function. There are a lot of great details in this article about what belonging can entail, so I really encourage you to seek out this article. As a teaser, I do want to let you know that belonging is not just confined to family, friends, and our social circle, but it can also extend to nature, ancestors, and culture at large. So really a holistic, big picture sense of what it means as humans for us to belong and really describes this as the heart of what it basically means to be human. 
Now, in the article, she does let us know that there have been new proposed models for conceiving of occupation to get us away from this simplistic triad of ADL, work, and play, but these really have not been readily adopted. In the online version of our journal club, I will flesh these out a little bit more and link to the different journal articles with the new proposed models for occupation. But for simplicity's sake on this podcast, I will just say that uh, she draws heavily on the work of Anne Wilcock and also of Michael Iwama and mentions specifically the Kawa model. So let's dive right into what my takeaways were from this article for occupational therapy practitioners. I have three of them, and I do want to say, as usual, that these are my personal takeaways from the article. They were not specifically mentioned in the discussion of their article. These are just my own musings and hopefully something to get discussion started around this article. My first takeaway was that I fully expect that future occupational therapy practitioners will rightly conceive of occupation differently than what I was taught. I believe that establishing our own language and categories around occupation was likely an essential step in establishing ourselves as a unique profession. But now that we are an established profession, it is my belief that we should be shifting into a new phase and re-examining some of the language that we use around occupation and aligning it more closely with new research and the language used by other professionals. I would say I agree with the author that the way we currently conceive of occupation and talk about it doesn't seem to fully get at the heart of what motivates people. And being able to more fully capture and describe human motivation, I think is really something that we need to be doing as rehab professionals. I don't know totally for sure what these new models will look like and what language they will use, but after reading this article, I definitely felt convinced that as a profession, we need to be pushing towards a more holistic view of occupation. My second takeaway was that an underlying vibe of this article was definitely that a new understanding of occupation will bring us into closer alignment with other professions and organizations. The article draws heavily on research from the fields of anthropology, sociology, and psychology. And I think one of the fears of staying stuck in our old understanding of occupation, or maybe current understanding of occupation, is that sticking to this current language could keep us siloed as a profession um, instead of forming critical common ground with other professions where our language about human functioning would align more with what professionals from other fields see as critical and important. And my final takeaway, which I say a little lightheartedly, but also very seriously, was that I needed a lot more Brene Brown in this article. I was thinking about Brene Brown the whole time that I was reading this and afterwards went back and revisited some of her writings and her TED Talks and got really inspired and fired up about belonging again. If you're not familiar with the work of Brene Brown, she is a social worker who has really popularized a lot of the research around belonging. 
And she is definitely who I would recommend to anyone who's interested in digging into this topic of belonging even deeper. I'll link to some of my favorite resources of hers in the club, but for here in the podcast, I'll just say that her 2010 TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability is, I would say, a must-watch um, if you haven't watched it already. I found a lot of benefit from her work in my personal life, and this journal article today really made me start thinking about how I need to be thinking about her work in my professional life as well and for occupational therapy as a whole. So I want to leave you with four discussion questions for you to be thinking about after digesting the information from this article. My first question is, have you personally experienced our current understanding of occupation to be inadequate? My second question is, what are practical ways a fuller understanding of belonging as occupation could influence your practice? My third question is, for those of us in the U.S., our categorization of occupation does include social participation. Do you think that this sufficiently captures belonging as this article is talking about? And fourth, does anyone have any updates for us on how the conversation on belonging and OT has progressed? As I mentioned at the beginning, this is a 2014 article, and this is a fairly new topic to me, so I'll be curious to hear if anyone has any updates for us. Okay, that is all that I have for you today. As a reminder, the OT Potential podcast is an extension of the OT Potential Club. The OT Potential Club is our online version of this journal club. And this is where we actually discuss the articles that we talk about on the podcast each week. I really appreciate the comments and thoughts that occupational therapy practitioners leave each week. And it's just really fun to be able to interact with you on all these really important topics that we address week after week. Right now, it costs $25 per year to join the OT Potential Club. The price will actually be going up October 1st, so if you sign up during September, you will be a founding member, and your membership will be locked in at $25 per year as long as you keep your membership active. So hopefully this is a great value for you. I really appreciate our founding members who have gotten us off the ground. And I'm actually sending a sticker out to many of you this week for being a founding member. You can find the club at otpotential.com where you can sign in or sign up. And I just want to thank you all for joining me today and taking time for this occupational therapy research. And I hope that it helps you give great care this week. <laughs>